Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for All About Android is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. Episode 9 of All About Android, recorded on Monday, May 23rd, 2011. Your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the Android faithful. I'm Eileen Rivera. I'm Jason Howell. And I'm Ron Richards. Yeah. We're back. We're, We're back. back. Yet again. Hi, everybody. It was a little bit a longer of a wait between last episode and this episode. Yeah. We actually got a couple of emails that were like, when are you going to have another episode? Said, Did you guys <laughs> like, switch to Fridays? I'm like, oh, like, man, no. it was me. I was on vacation. I went to Montreal, <laughs> lovely city. Very, very uh, happy to have visited for the first time. Love the fact that I got a lot of Wi-Fi walking around downtown. There was, you know. Um, Ooh, so the municipal Wi-Fi in Canada is better than here. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true, but uh, the availability uh, in the more touristy places, I should say. So it appeared in many places, you just couldn't connect to it. In no, many no, no, places. I connected. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I hear a lot of issues with Rogers uh, uh, broadband, so I'm not saying that is yeah. better than here. But uh, the availability, I just, just takes me back to the uh, question from one of our listeners who was going to Venice and said, oh, can I just... Yeah, right. um, Depend on the Wi-Fi there. And it's possible. And then if you have really good Wi-Fi in our hotel, which we did, then you could check all your messages there, you know, do Mm -hmm. everything via Google Voice because I was texting via Google Voice. Would you say that it filled the void for the most part while you were traveling there? You were able to do almost everything that you really wanted to do with your phone? I was able to keep up with the Amazon app of the day. And that's key. That's really all that matters. Well, (laughs) it's funny because I had quite the opposite uh, because I was in London last week. And um, I was trying to text somebody through Google Voice, and I couldn't uh, because it would block me because I was not in the U.S., oh. which was frustrating. So, I mean, literally, I was on the laptop in Google.com yeah. slash voice, and it wouldn't let me, uh, you know, using it through a browser wouldn't let me use it. So, Oh, how um, interesting. So, I guess U.S. and Canada then, because yeah. that's what yeah. I was doing. I was on the browser, yep. Miami. I'm like, I'm not going to get charged on my, you know, my cell phone, mm-hmm. but I got it. I totally was. I broke all the, I did, I did what we're not supposed to do. So, I'm in London. I was I was going to see a band play and I was really excited. I took a picture and I really wanted to post it to Twitter. And I should have looked for Wi-Fi, oh, but I didn't. No. I turned on data roaming oh. and li- literally all I did, like this is hysterical. All I did was turn on data roaming, open up Twitter, post the photo, check my at replies, and turn it off. And then I get a text message saying I hit my fifty dollar. Like I, I have a no. set to tell tell me oh, what I do. Oh crap. $50 in like the span of four minutes. So if you go, if you travel internationally, don't turn on data roaming ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, unless you b- purchase an international. We bought yes. a 20 yeah. meg for $20. And yeah. so I would, you know, check in on Foursquare and then I would turn it all off and then that yep. would be it. Or I'd tweet, a, I wouldn't even upload a photo. I would wait till I got back to the hotel. Uh, okay, someone in the chat room says there's no Google Voice in Canada. I meant the, um, the chat in the web browser. Oh, the G-chat. The okay. G-chat. And so what I did was I was, lo- you know, logged onto my account and then I punched in a phone number and then was able to chat with that person and did texting on my browser, <laughs> which I really liked. So. That makes sense because I couldn't do it on Google Voice. So, okay. so there you go. That there makes you sense. Go. Well, Ooh. enough about us. 
We're going to talk about RSS readers today, uh, more hardware video hands-on from Google I.O., and we've got some viewer feedback that we're going to attempt to get to. We will. We're going to get to that. We're, we're going to get to yes. it. Yeah, we're, we're making that a priority. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's uh, get things started with some news. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, I thought it still worked out, Jason. Yeah, it's yeah. it's what makes the show authentic, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Hey, guess what? If you have a rooted device. Yes, I do. Well, I don't think you're going to be able to watch your rented movies on them, Jason. Oh. <laughs> not, not, wah, not. Wah, wah. No, this actually really sucks. Yeah, well, okay. So the announcement out, um, if you have a rooted de a device, plan on rented movies from Android Market's upcoming rental service. Google support document revealed by Android Central states that you will not be able to do so as your device will have failed to fetch the license for your movie. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that's really lame. It's it's interesting too because the way that they phrase it, and I can't, I don't know, have the the exact phrasing uh, for it right in front of me, but they essentially paint it as if it were some type of a hardware restriction. Mm -hmm. They, they don't necessarily come out and say this is a hardware restriction. That's why you can't do it because you've got a, a rooted phone. But when you read how they phrase it, it sounds like it could be when in reality, I mean, it's it's got to be some sort of uh, an agreement that they've made with the content producers mm -hmm. in order to allow them to, you know, bring these movies to devices. And if they expect, you know, folks who have rooted their phones or their yeah. devices to choose between one or the other, I'm pretty positive I know the answer is going to be that they're not going to like unroot their phone and go to stock just so that they can rent movies through Google's service. Yeah, this is this is DRM written all over it. And like when I first read about it, when I first heard about it, I was like, this sounds like a bunch of suits in a conference room and somebody at the movie studios at the MPA found out about rooted. And in their mind, that means that they're unidentified users. And they said, OK, well, we, we can't have rentals on unidentified users. And I bet you it's just like business people not understanding the technology behind it. And that's why, you know, that's kind of why we have to deal with it now. Ooh, sorry so. for the glare here. I'm trying to show that I just rented March of the Penguins on the um, uh, on your the movie, cool. uh, movie store. And then I hadn't launched one. But here, I guess you can via the browser. But you're doing it through the browser. I'm right? doing it it's through the browser. through the app because no. the app requires three dot one is that right well we don't the next, have the, the app right the either, next version so. of honeycomb which hasn't been released yeah. to 10.1 so sorry again for the glare if you're watching on video but so that's just running through the brow through the native browser on yeah. the tablet Flash wow wow that's not, not bad. bad yeah is that full screen no can it go are there are there any controls is there any chrome uh, oh there it is it looks, it looks like, like it's youtube oh, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah you can i think Oh, you know, really? I was really thinking. About, I, hit I was really YouTube on accident. Sorry. <laughs> wah, wah. Well, I was really wah, wondering wah. whether or not they were going to, because YouTube is pushing the the movie rentals as well. Yeah. I was wondering if they were going to start, you oh, know, streamlining the both to be movie rentals be served by YouTube, and I guess so. Yeah. No, this is definitely a YouTube uh, Android Market combined uh, affair. I don't know if that'll be the case when it comes out as an app. If it's just going to be like kind of a front end. Um, and playing, I guess it would be. I don't see why it, it wouldn't. It be makes sense. Time. I mean, why wouldn't if they've got all the media already encoded for YouTube? They're just going to mm -hmm. drive it, and you could just route it to the app. That makes perfect sense. It's yeah. really good right now. I'm holding it in a in a way. Oh, you could see I'm shaking a little bit. Oh, I'm shaking. <gasps> oh, oh, that's oh. it. <laughs> I was trying to get into the reflection, and my arm ended up blocking the camera. Sorry about that. But anyways, yeah, it's kind of a. I, I, do you think they're going to reverse this? Eventually? I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think so. 
Really? I, unfortunately, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, it's. I think it would be very hard for them to reverse this if the if the reason behind this is that they made deals with content providers yeah. uh, that they wouldn't allow it. I don't know. Like, I and then I, and then I think about like the reasons you know for doing this. Well, if they have a rooted phone, then maybe they'd have a, a what a way to steal the movie or whatever. Even <laughs> though there are a million different ways out there that are probably a higher quality, right. better way of you know getting these these movies illicitly if you wanted to versus right. like mm-hmm. like capturing a flash file. I, I really think it's that. I really think it's it's ignorant business people who think rooting equals pirates. Right. I think that's that's all of it's going to boil down to. Purchasing it from the store. Right. Right. Yeah, but yeah, but they but they see that they're doing something illicit to their phone in rooting it in the way they they understand it. Yeah, and, they don't get it. They just don't yeah. get it. They don't get it. And the thing is, is that I, I think just, Google's Google's doing one of those pick your battles type things. Maybe I'm yeah. feeling like maybe they'll come around. Like another mm-hmm. story that we have later in the show. <laughs> but before that. <laughs> before that, well, let's move on to the next story here. Uh, so. Uh, so earlier last week, this is probably a little bit of older older news at this point, but earlier last week, researchers had announced the discovery of a significant unencrypted hole inside versions 2.2.3 and older of Android, in essence, leaving, uh, leaving almost 99% of devices vulnerable to the exploit. And within two days, Google announced that a server-side fix was going to be rolled out, and I think, in fact, it has rolled out at this point, uh, meaning no changes were required on the individual devices which kind of, when this first came out, that was the big question. It was like, whoa, so you've got to be, you know, a certain version of Android in order for this, you know, uh, this vulnerability to not affect you anymore, the, you know, the newest version of Android. So that must be, you know, some sort of an update that has to happen to your hardware. Well, Google did something on the back end, on the server side to correct that, which is really cool. And they actually responded pretty quickly uh, to patching the hole. So uh, kudos, kudos to Google for doing that. Just makes makes me kind of wonder what other things they could they could possibly improve, yeah. you know, server side that could maybe bridge a little bit of that, uh, that, uh, the gap that seems to be out there with, with as many, you know, the, the cap, big capital F. Yes. There we go. I'm <laughs> like, wait a minute. What F? is that word? Suddenly that blanking. Word? But yes, the F word, that's not the F word you're thinking of right now, but fragmentation, <laughs> that F word. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting that they were, you know, they were able to get in there and really take care of this really quickly. Yeah. You know, what else could they do to kind of and, improve things? And the, the fact that it was server side and that basically it required no update on our part or anybody, you know, you didn't need to do anything to your hand side. Yep. That is, you know, it's kind of makes you wonder what the, where the exploit actually was, you know, wasn't on software on the phone or else we would have seen a over the air push. Um, and you're right. I mean, the fact that they can fix things on the server side and have us never be aware of it and know that it's secure, that's great. I think that's optimistic for problems down the road. Mm-hmm. And it's also great to see the turnaround time get so quick, you know, they respond so quickly. Sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's what they got to do with the when As soon as everybody starts talking about these security issues or anything like that, they've got to scramble and, and, and tackle it immediately. So. Yeah, and uh, Stephen 3X in the chat room is correct when he guessed that flapjacks was the F word that I was talking about. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's good. So, All right, let's move so, on to the next one. So as Eileen mentioned, a little bit of rare news of AT&T actually doing something we like. Yes. Um, AT&T <laughs> has confirmed to Android developers that sideloading will be present from here on out on their phones. See? Um, so maybe there's hope for Google um, and the movie rental issue. Exa- but anyways. Ex- 
Go. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, so recently AT&T uh, made sideloading official. They put out an update to current device um, holders enabling the trust unknown sources option, as well as they notified developers that on all their phones moving forward, that will be left open. And we can mainly thank the Amazon App Store for not working and AT&T realizing the importance of the, the behemoth of Amazon. And maybe that should work on phones and maybe mm -hmm. they should allow sideloading. So, mm -hmm. um, so if you're an AT&T Android user, you're now, you can install any app you like from any source. Um, you're no longer constrained just to the market. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is rolled out to most AT&T phones by now. And I can't, yeah. I can't remember if I've seen if you even get a notice that it's appeared or if it just kind oh. of magically, you know, yeah. the OTA rolls out and suddenly you've got that option in your settings. Mm -hmm. So if you're on AT&T and you didn't have that uh, ability before, check it out. And uh, yeah, you, you can now uh, get apps from the Amazon App Store, which I, I got to say, I check it every day. It's yes. free app a day. Free app yeah, a day. It's, yeah, it's they, they got you with that, with that little deal. Now, the problem is, is that the free app isn't always one you want to keep, but at least well, you tried it. <laughs> no, ab absolutely not. It's okay, uh, though. Yeah, it's they're not all winners, but if I mean, you don't check every day, you don't catch it when it is a pretty big win. Yeah, like I missed know? Tweetcaster. We were talking before the show. I missed. Right. I didn't get. I didn't get Tweetcaster. I did get baseball superstars. Whatever. Oh, I skipped that I, one. I passed that one. I would pass <laughs> skip it. It was a weird <laughs> Japanese baseball game. Um, it was. Uh, it was very bizarre. But, and how um, many of us have downloaded Bubble Popper for today? <laughs> I, I did not. Was, oh, I think I did. You did. Well, no, no. You know what? <laughs> I uh, I marked it. And uh, I don't think I actually downloaded it to my phone, but I marked it so that I could download it later <laughs> to my tablet. <laughs> oh, this is Jason on the tablet. Doo, doo, <laughs> bubble popper. I don't know. Nice. I haven't played it. Is it any fun? I don't know. There's a test drive. But yeah, I, there's I so many of those it. bubble games out see, there. See, it's one but. of those. See, now I'm thinking, oh, it's free. I'll just yeah, go exactly. ahead and download right. it. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. And delete it later. Yeah, exactly. All right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on AT&T. Yeah. No, yes. I totally agree. That was a really good uh, about face that they did there. Because when, when news broke that they weren't going to allow that because they thought it made their phones more secure, it was really... Yeah. It's kind of bad news. Well, so. again, it goes back to the same thing with the Google and the the rentals and the and uh, rooted phones. It's like yeah. you've got people in a business role who hear terminology and think and like so you can imagine somebody AT and T like, well, why would we want somebody to install apps from another source? Like we wouldn't want that. It's you know and yeah. and realizing that it's it's these are the kind of uh, detailed technical ways the phone works that sometimes the business people don't quite understand. Yeah, and yeah. so it's good to, it's good to see that somebody stepped in and said no, we should allow this. So that's right. good. Cool. On to hardware. Let's do it. Hey, guess what? New device is coming out in the Ooh. Android world. No. Yeah. That never happens. <laughs> May 22nd, you uh, can buy at uh, Best Buy the Wi-Fi HTC Flyer, which we actually had a chance to uh, have our hands on at uh, Google I.O., and I think we'll show a little bit of video. Now, I got to play with it a little bit. Uh, it's 1.5 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon processor, a 5-megapixel camera, and a front-facing 1.3-megapixel camera. Internal memory is listed as 16 gigabytes. However, a micro SD slot allows for additional storage. Other details include support for 802.11bgn, GPS, Bluetooth, and MHL port, and DLNA capability. Lots of other letters. Okay, there's the stylus. But yeah, I was just saying it's a sweet, that's... sweet stylus you got there. The $80 stylus when you can buy one for 20 bucks online. Yeah, but this isn't just like a, a stick that you draw yeah. with. I mean, it is. <laughs> that's what <laughs> we're know. looking at here. But sure I mean, it's like not it. just a dumb stick. It's got a couple of, of buttons on it that, to erase that and, do things. You know, <laughs> You know what I want? I want to. I would. I would seriously consider a stylus like that if there was the clicky to make it go from a point to act an actual pen. 
And you well, can use it either as a normal see, pen or a stylus. You have different gradients. You have different yeah. uh, thickness on this app. Yeah. See on the right-hand corner there, and then you can change mm -hmm. the color and stuff. But you want to do like it all in the pen. Yeah, yeah. If oh, you can okay. make it bounce between a pen or a stylus, that'd be cool. Like, you know, like those, those pens where you can change the color of the ink? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. oh, so you just pop out the stylus. Exactly. You just do the little ink. thing at the top instead of the red ink. You get the blue yeah, ink instead you, of the black ink. Yeah. So you know what would really suck though if, if you're you talking about an actual pen and and stylus yes. pen hybrid is is confusing the two, right? You think yes, you're exactly. about to write with the stylus and you totally like ink mark up your screen. That would really <laughs> that suck. That is a very good point. And knowing my track record, I imagine <laughs> oh, I would. I don't know. All right. But it was a it was a nice little tablet. Yeah, it was a nice little tablet. I'm still, you know. Component of uh, uh, the stylus for various things, like if you are an artist and you want to yes. draw. Um, also, this weekend, Tom and I had documents to sign, and we didn't have a printer in our hotel, and so he used an app um, on another competing device, and um, <laughs> we used our fingers to sign, and it was fine for the signature to sign, mm -hmm. but then when you're trying to write the date, like just yep. five dash nineteen dash twenty, it looks like I look like I I was two years old or three years old trying to <laughs> trying to write, and here we're sending an official document, resending it via email using that app, and it you know I would if we had a stylus, it would have looked a little, little more yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that'd be, proper? <laughs> yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. I I so. certainly think that a stylus has its place. It's got it has a bad rap because it's seen as old technology. You know, and spring Any, everybody. Anything <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. any old devices that do that did what our devices do now had a stylus, and so you kind of yeah. associate it with that. But I I certainly think a stylus has a, a a place. I don't think you can base like the necessity of operating a device around mm -hmm. a stylus anymore. I think no. that's, that's I, I, definitely an old idea, but this doesn't like do that. I feel like the stylus is distracting from the actual tablet itself though. I mean, like you don't need to use the stylus with this tablet and it's a neat no. little Wi-Fi tablet, you know, like, and I, I'm curious, you know, it's funny because see, as these things come out, more and more tablets come out, I'm curious to see, like, you know, it's going to be in Best Buy. Our consumer is going to buy them, and and is this going to find its way into the kitchen or into the, you know, the 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 regular people's home, and they start using a tablet on their Wi-Fi network. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. if they need a stylus, then so be it. So, so be it. To each his or her <laughs> own. So you can pre-order that, styluses. and uh, I forget the price here. I think it's like five hundred bucks. Um, and then it is also, uh, if you buy it at Best Buy, you yeah, it's five hundred dollars. Um. If you don't buy it at Best Buy, you don't get the stylus. Or I might have that opposite. If you don't buy it at Best Buy, you don't get the stylus? Let me double check that. We should move on, and I'll, I'll, I'll correct that during the Or show. the chat room will correct yeah, that. Correct, but I mean, yeah. the, the stylus is extra. It doesn't come with the tablet. You actually have to pay extra for it. <clears throat> so there's that. It's, it's got to be pretty important to you for you to get that. Um, we also uh, took a look at the LG Optimus 3D. Now, this is a phone that, I mean... It's got 3D in the title, so you can kind of guess uh, guess what its thing is. And uh, I went ahead and uh, did a little stand-up thing about it, so here we go. Hey, guys, so I'm here looking at the LG Optimus 3D. It's my first time kind of taking a look at this phone. Uh, it has the stereoscopic cameras on the back, and obviously it's built into the name. The whole thing about this phone is the 3D experience. What you have to realize is when you're looking at 3D on the, on the screen, yeah, it's 3D and it's glasses-free 3D, but, uh, you know, it's essentially taking the resolution of the screen, cutting it in half, and then bending those pixels to kind of give you a little bit of that perspective. So when you think about taking the resolution of the screen, which right now looks pretty sharp and is not that bad, 
go ahead and cut that in half and then uh, put, you know, some fast moving imagery on there and it kind of cuts it down a little bit. But I think the cool thing here is what, uh, what the potential is for 3D in a UI environment. There's some cool, uh, you know, it's, it's built into some of the, the menus that you can use and it kind of shows the potential for what you could possibly do in making the phones a little bit more useful if you have that 3D environment to wrap it in. Now, it's LG Optimus 3D, 3D um, but it's actually going to be coming out on AT&T as the LG Thrill. They didn't give me a specific day, but they said sometime by the end of the summer. So uh, if you happen to want a 3D uh, Android phone, this might be your ticket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, well Do done. you? Well, do you? I don't know. It was cool. <laughs> it was it was all right. It just I couldn't help but feel like looking at when it was in its 3D mode, like the the only way I can describe it is you know when when I was a kid they had these little stickers that had this like faux 3D and when you look really close at it it's it's kind of like these tiny lenticular. little lines Lenti is it's that lenticular, lenticular? It's, yeah it's called lenticular yeah okay there was a um yeah there were the stickers were and you you would you would angle it and you would see like the movement or you'd see it like uh, the image change yes yeah, yes yeah. exactly yeah. it felt like that it's almost like yeah you, you see it in 3D and and it's kind of cool because things are popping out and everything but it just doesn't look quite right it also kind of reminded me of you know looking at those posters where you have to kind of relax your eyes before you start <laughs> to see the image kind of pop out at you and you know when things were moving really fast it was just very hard to get kind of a clear image but uh, I give it props for trying and the fact that it has the stereoscopic uh, cameras on the back you know you could actually just kind of hold it up and you know look into it and see you know a less sharp 3D than what you'd see in reality but nonetheless it was 3D <laughs> like, of what you're looking at you know I saw I forget the name of the app but I saw I think it was I think it was an iOS, iOS app and I apologize but I, as somebody it was an email application that actually used the camera and the background was the output from the camera so you could rewrite checking email as you walk oh, oh yes. yeah 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 walk in text <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. So imagine add 3D to that and it's like you're in you're in the real world when you are in the real world. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. <laughs> Actually, along those lines, it includes, it was just announced that it includes the first, uh, what they claim the first 3D augmented reality browser called Wikitude 3D that would do just that. You hold it up and you'd see your environment in three dimensions and, you know, it would kind of give you that depth and tell you kind of what you're looking at, what, you know, that's a Starbucks off in the distance and whatever. <laughs> I don't know how handy that is, but everybody talks about augmented reality as if it's this thing that's going to you know be really cool but, eventually maybe it's a little problem, early days my problem with augmented reality is that it exists in reality yeah it's so <laughs> like it's like it's like you've got to hold the phone to tell me that there's a starbucks across the street when i see the starbucks and yeah, the it, thing is i mean like I, I i see the purpose of augmented reality where it gives you some more information mm -hmm. i still think that the phones are too small of a window to that i but, totally agree yeah, but add in 3D, and that could be some pretty cool applications. So, yeah, maybe it's a, a sign of things to come. If this is, you know, version one, uh, what will version three, if they make it that far, <laughs> with LG Optimus 3D, or uh, as they call it, the LG Thrill for AT&T, what will the version three be? You know, I'm sure it'll be improved, and it'll look a lot sharper. And I was I was a little wrong in that stand-up. I don't know why I'm calling it stand-up. 1080p uh, is is the clarity when you're just looking at the screen without 3D. 720p for 3D. So it cuts it down. But I feel like it was even worse than 720p because 720p even to me looks pretty good. And it looked uh, a lot duller than that. So anyways, check it out. Good job, Jason. Thanks. Okay, so uh, this is an article from Engadget. HTC adds that the flyer will only come without a pen if you get it at Best Buy. Oh, oh, really? Oh, Interesting. that's weird. So then, is it cheaper, is it cheaper then? Or? 
Yeah. Uh, like so, so I don't you know can... where else you can get it right now, honestly. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's weird. Uh, okay. Well, that's what this this article says here. It was posted May sixth, so yeah. if it's changed, uh, let us know. But that all right. I just remember that. Okay. Well, moving on. Amazon is prepping dual core Coyote and quad core Hollywood tablets for oh, 2011, no. possibly priced at 349 and 449 respectively. Uh, hot, hot, hot. What so, do you guys think? So are they going to brand these as Kindles? I, Good question. You know, they could. Yeah. It's their Kindle brand, tab. right? Right. I mean, like, if you if you ask me when I think Amazon tablet, I think Kindle. And we've been waiting for a full-color Kindle. Will we get a Kindle that's running Android in full color and it's a tablet from Amazon? That'd be amazing. I feel like so. I feel like they have to brand yeah. it with Kindle. Kindle mm -hmm. in, by in and of itself, you know, whether whether people understand the association with Amazon or not is a recognizable name at this point. Yeah. And for the people that don't understand, you know, that it's associated with Amazon, they hear Kindle, they they think of one thing. Yeah. They hear Amazon. Uh, awesome pad or whatever <laughs> and it's not going to quite have that familiarity as a kindle tab or something well, like that mm -hmm. you know? but those price tags are there are they talking the right language with the price tag aren't they yeah the, the under, five. Under, under five under five mm -hmm. dual yeah. core at 349 and quad core at 449 that's pretty if that's true that's pretty good yeah. I mean, you know, performance. But it's rumor at this point. I mean, this isn't fact yet, right? I mean, this is this, this is, is a rumor. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't know if these are confirmed, but I mean, uh, all signs some, are pointing. <laughs> for some reason, the Amazon rumors tend to come true. I don't know. Isn't have you that, got, have you noticed that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we heard we heard winds of the 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 App Store, and that came true. We uh -huh. heard we, with the Kindle, we heard rumors of the different sizes that yep. came true. Like I feel like the Amazon rumors sometimes really do come true as opposed to other companies. So okay, so who's gonna get one? I'm really I, I kind of want one. Well, I guess it depends on all the specs and whatnot. Yeah, but, but can you imagine? Can you imagine an Amazon tablet running with the Amazon App Store with Amazon's music uh, and their, movies? Exactly, exactly. Their cloud storage for the music, or the movie rental stuff they already have. Although their library is isn't as robust as iTunes, or but it's more robust than Google. So I mean, um, man, they want to really yeah. compete with Google and with yeah. Apple. You know, yeah. so it's a good thing Easy. if they come into this as another power player. I'm I'm excited. I would yeah. be welcoming them with open arms. They really, case. from what I understand, they really wanted to be able to uh, release this with a dual layer screen. So having the e-ink as well as a regular display, they weren't able to hear. But from what they were saying, it sounds like they're still working in that direction. That would be really exciting. That'd be too. crazy. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. So, uh, I'm liking it. Both worlds. Yes. Yep. So our last little bit of hardware. I feel as if we need a new bumper for like Jason Phone Watch. So I have a new entry point into the into the arena for Jason's uh, next phone. Okay. Oh, really? uh, Sharp has announced the world's first Android phone. That's a clamshell. <laughs> Wait a minute. First. Think, think about that. Think about it. It's actually a flip phone or a clamshell phone. And, uh, the I love that you're doing the hand sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Shell. This, this, the specs on it—it's a weird. I don't know if we can pull it up, but it's a yeah, weird I'm looking trying. phone. Yeah, I'm It's loading right now. So um, the, spe I will. the specs—the specs are interesting. It's—it's it's got a one gigahertz uh, second gen Snapdragon processor, so it's not as fast as I thought it would be. But it has a 16 megapixel rear camera. Um, it's got a front-facing camera for video chat. Um, it's got a 3D ready display, so you're ready for your 3D video. And it's also got a 3D uh, TV tuner in the phone, which is there kind of crazy. Is. Viewers, yeah. if you're watching. And so look at this phone. So it's, it's, it's a flip phone. It's a clamshell. And but then it, it totally... looks like a regular camera when yeah. it's closed up. 
It yeah, does. I mean, you know, considering what it is, it actually has a decent form factor. When it's flipped open, it looks kind of nerdy. But well, that, my question <laughs> is, when it's flipped when it's flipped open, what are the what are the specs of the screen? And is the screen yeah. a total touch screen? Do will you need a little stylus to be able to use it at that small of a, a small of a detail? Oh, stylus. No, yeah. you just have to have really small fingers. Well, you got it's got tiny little gold. fingers or really long fingernails. <laughs> it's got that gold trackpad there, which you can, yeah, which nice looks little. like it's probably a main navigation tool. Um, I don't know. This phone is wacky, but it, it begs the question: How have we not seen an Android-powered flip phone yet? It's that weird. Is bizarre. It is strange. I, I mean, one thing that's kind of interesting about this is it actually can flip into being not a flip phone. In other words, the screen yep. can flip down facing out, mm -hmm. so it's like any other you know Android phone out there. But um, but it doesn't. Yeah, have it's strange that we haven't seen this before. It's not yeah. dual core not though, dual Jason. Core. So I feel like that's already a check off the list. You know, that's the Ron. only thing keeping me from this phone is the whole dual core <laughs> I thing. I think it is. You've been holding out for this bionic forever. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, surpri I'm surprised that this not dual core, given that it's it's you know they're driving 3D. 3D, they, I know. Yeah. A 16 megapixel camera, and they're really pushing video chat. Like when you get you, when you're doing intensive video, you need processor. You know, yeah. so. Gotta wonder yeah. how good that camera actually looks if it's 16 megapixels on a phone. Yeah, it's I love the Japanese. Are... It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's branded Aquos. It's branded the Sharp Aquos brand, like my TV. Who knows? So. This, this yeah. could be a pretty awesome phone when it comes out. I don't know. There's something just very retro to me about the Flip, even though that was only a couple of years ago. I certainly had one. And there was something very satisfying about flipping it open to take a call. You <laughs> or, know? or hanging up on somebody and slamming a yeah. shot. You know, like, just like, I'm done with that call. It's nice like, yeah. you hear that point. clap. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. Totally. All right. So I had Jason, a razor. Jason, <laughs> Jason, Jason Phone Watch 2011 continues. Okay. Yes. I think you were close on this one, Ron. You know me well, obviously. <laughs> I guess I don't know you at all, Jason. <laughs> I thought you were going to get the bionic. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. I guess uh, it's time to move on to apps. <laughs> All right. Cool. So an apps, uh, interesting. It's always interesting when a very popular iOS application gets ported over to Android. And in this case, it's a game. When the iPad first came out, one of the games I first heard about everyone raving about was Plants for Zombies. Mm -hmm. And so now uh, PopCap, the developer of Plants for Zombies, has made it available for Android and for free. Uh, well, well, yeah. Not so, yet. so well, the, yeah, it will be free for a day, essentially. Right. You know, when I it, was gonna say that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, wait, no, 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 it's not a free app. So they're going to be releasing it to the Amazon App Store exclusively sometime in the next week or so. And when this they do is on do that, Honeycomb. It, we're looking, it, right? it, yeah, yeah it'll look great. It will be the free app of the day. So make sure to keep an eye out for it. And um, apparently, everybody loves this game, so you're going to want to grab it. Oh my God, it is. A great game. Can we hear a little bit of the theme song? Oh, the theme song. Let's see. You here. should be able to get this as a movie if you beat the game. Uh, oh, so this is the song that plays at the end of the yeah, game? Yeah, it's kind of like, well, if they do it the same way. But you could actually just download this song. Look at this. Oh, it's got a little bouncing flower. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> This this sounds like a flower is singing it. it really does. This so is fun. 
So what is the deal with, with Plants vs. Zombies? It's a... What what kind of game is this? I know very little about this game, to be honest. Oh. Other than the fact that I'm going to get it because everybody seems to talk well, about yeah, it. Well, yeah, I mean, basically you're planting. You're trying to... It's like a fortress or, or what a tower, like a, almost tower like a tower defense, defense tower game. Defense, tower so tower basically yeah. you're, you're planting plants and they all have different things um, and uh, defenses against the zombies that are coming. So some some of them launch watermelons. Some of them just launch peas. Some of them um, are bombs. Uh, and so when the zombies are walking to try and get into your front door, you just have to place them in, in areas. And then, of course, there's like timing and um, you have to have the sunflower seeds grow in order to get more points, in order to buy the other items. Oh, it's amazing. Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, and the graphics look look nice and, and cutesy, cool. but, but polished. Uh, yes. Yeah. PopCap is one of the leading uh, iOS game developers. So, you know, they've led the way with Plants vs. Zombies. So it's good to see them moving over to Android. Hopefully we'll see more kind of like pro-level games. Not that we don't have that on Android, but from the, as, the, as the developers accept Android as a platform, we'll get more games. So mm -hmm. that's good. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, they actually mm -hmm. premiered on the Android App Store. Uh, like Chuzzle? A, was it right? Chuzzle? Yeah. 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 Which I haven't played. Um, I, I haven't either. I have it, though. I got it. it. Yeah, <laughs> it was no, the free too. app of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to uh, step on you there, Ron. I was like, no, it's no not worries, a free I, app. I thought, that, I, I honestly, I thought that I wrote that wrong or something. So no, I no, no, no. I was in a dramatic reading of the news. You know? <laughs> that, hey, that's that's one way to get their attention, and it's free. Dot dot dot. <laughs> with a catch. <laughs> All right, Eileen, what do you got? Well, I just, you know, we've been talking about um, in the arena, we have, you know, various apps that we all are kind of fighting for to win. Um, but there's also apps out there that we just want to show off as, yeah. hey, this is a really cool app. And um, a lot of times we get questions about things. And I don't know, I just want to talk about more than one app. So sure. um, one app that I discovered uh, was basically through an email. And the email was from Alan Angle, who says, is there a camera app or way to set up cameras so that the photos go to a cloud folder like, say, Dropbox? That way, they are on the phone but can be moved, accessed in other places as well as from another computer. SugarSync Sugar has a similar way, but I, I do not want that. Okay, so I, originally when I answered him, I said, well, what about PicPlease? When you take a picture, then you upload, they have Dropbox functionality, it'll go straight there. And he's like, no, 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 I want it to go automatically um, after you take the photo on your native camera app. And I said, oh, I don't know if that exists. So I did a little search, and I found Dropin, which is free uh, in the marketplace, the Android marketplace. And basically, once you um, download it, you give them your Dropbox account. And if you don't use Dropbox, then this is obviously not going to work for you. But um, once you sign in, log in, um, basically all your photos start uploading from your phone to Dropbox. And every time you take a picture or a video... Within, I'd say, about 30 minutes, it gets uploaded to your Dropbox automatically. You don't have to do anything. Oh, okay. so once you That's take the photo, cool. it's just, it'll upload. It, it does, there's a 30-minute window. I don't know why it's 30 minutes. So well, you, can't set, you can't set that? You can't set the sync time? Uh, I, I don't think so. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and not. it doesn't give me any, I mean, if you see here, um, it doesn't give me any functionality other than just logging in. Um, if there is, let me know. But I don't think so but it's it's really cool because what if your phone gets stolen or what if your um you lose all your data somehow something you know and everything was on your phone um there's a lot of pictures that i take i'd like to have that automatically backed up and it is on dropbox and there are other ways obviously to do it but this is just automatic i was really surprised that it that it worked you just take the photo and 
There you go. Yeah, so it sounds like it's just kind of monitoring mm-hmm. the, your picture folder for any new photos yeah. at that interval. Yeah, you create a uh, it'd folder. It would be nice to be able to, to kind of tweak that because maybe yeah. somebody does it because I'm sure every 30 minutes instead of every 15 is going to save your battery. Yeah. But I would probably choose for once a day. That's probably fine mm-hmm. for me. And if I lost a day's worth of photos for how few photos I take on my phone, that's mm-hmm. probably fine. Well, it just depends on how many photos you take. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I've only taken like two today. So mm-hmm. that's not bad. And then you just wait, you know. Yeah, I mean, minutes. so if you're taking two and it's checking every 30 minutes, it's probably checking yeah. too much <laughs> at that point. Um, so it'd be nice to tweak that, but that's really cool. That, yeah, that just kind of backs up that. your photos as you go along. So uh, check that out. Nice. Awesome. That's a very, that's a very neat little app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, I have also been playing around with uh, the little Galaxy tab that we Ooh. got at IO. And. You know, the thing that I've been kind of trying to find is a keyboard that I like. It has, actually, the Samsung mm. keyboard that comes with the Galaxy Tab is okay yeah. when I disabled the the autocorrection because the autocorrection oh, yeah. was just, it was just doing really funky mm. things, but the actual keyboard layout on uh, the Samsung keyboard was fine. But um, I kept hearing about this keyboard called uh, Thumb Keyboard, and I went Ooh. ahead and bought the keyboard. And let me see if I can pull it up on the screen here for y'all. Um, so, okay, right now it just, it's just in normal keyboard mode. It's actually really versatile in the sense that you can get it to do a number of things pretty easily, pretty quickly. Uh, it has all the typical things like, you know, as you, as you type along, it gives you kind of suggestions for what you might want to type, uh, up at the top for easy access. Um, but I think the strength of thumb keyboard is in the different keyboard layouts that you can choose. Uh, so down here, there are these different buttons that pull up different configurations. So if I hit that, it splits my keyboard off onto the sides and looks, it looks funky at first, but on a tablet, it's actually very useful because you hold it side by side and you can, you know, you got your space bars down there. You just kind of type hello. And how are you? It's kind of <laughs> typing sideways, so I'm probably misspelling things. Have you found your typing to be more efficient this way? Yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's certainly more efficient this way. If you want, you can set this little button right here. That is a single uh, hand typing. If, if all you want is your right hand typing or whatever, I, I, I haven't found a use for that. Um, uh, or you can have the full keyboard as well. It has these things, uh, this little pin icon down here that you can actually assign phrases to. So there, cool. so you know, if you've got something that that you type a lot and you don't want to have to type it, you can just hit that, boom, and it just places it right in there. It also has these uh, little configurable boxes up at the top. When I hit this, it'll enable this. Uh, what do they call it? The function keys. And there are these little boxes up at the top here that if I long press that. I can uh, add a key binding to it or, you know, add a a phrase to it or however I want to program those things. But uh, it's just a really configurable uh, keyboard app for the tablet. And also one other really cool thing when I go into settings here is that it comes loaded with all these different themes. So you can get it to look. Oh, cool. I like that. I haven't tried iPad. This might be sacrilege. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. Oh, so yeah. There's, there's the iPad layout. But it has a ton of uh, different nice. themes so that you can kind of theme it the way that you want. And uh, it's two, what is it, two forty nine, $2.49. I, I think it's totally worth it. Um, so I that's the price of a cup of time. coffee. That's the price of a cup of coffee to there get a go. really good keyboard for your tablet. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, to- it's I'm really downloading good. it right now. That's awesome. 
Nice. Uh, um, but yeah, I highly recommend uh, checking that out. And again, that is thumb keyboard. It actually, I should also mention, it's not just for a tablet. It actually has this little split keyboard um, for the phone as well. You can kind of see it right there. Maybe they have a better shot of it oh, there now you go. in the screenshots. Right uh, oh yeah, right, right here. So they so they've got this little split keyboard. So you know you can kind of essentially do the same. I might same try type that on my typing. phone. Because I actually really like typing like a typewriter on my um, tablet, mm -hmm. um, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I tried doing thumb stuff and it's a little awkward for me. But for the phone, yeah, that you know, might actually, I don't know, we'll I, see. You know, I ha I haven't installed it on my phone yet because it just mm -hmm. it, it wasn't why I was buying it. Right, but now yeah. that I think about it, typing on my narrow Droid screen is such a pain. I mistype all the time because yeah. my fingers are just too big. This actually makes the buttons a little bit bigger. Yeah. Uh, this might be this might be just the ticket, and yeah. uh, it has a lot of like haptic mm. feedback, and you can assign a noise to the clicks if you want. Uh, it's pretty annoying, I think, it's but. You know, if you need that kind of feedback, you can get it. I'm installing it right now, and it looks like there's like a numerous uh, configurations on the keyboard here. Oh yeah, like, you can yeah, you can like customize it entirely. You can you can split the keyboard. You can put you can stack it so that part of the keyboard is above. Like I don't know why you'd want that, but mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it looks really. Oh, this is fascinating. Good and, find, Jason. And, and mm -hmm. if you need to resize, um, so you know it has the default layout for how it spans the screen. If you you know, want to narrow that down and squish it. I mean, you can change all of that. You can That's customize cool. it to fit your hands, basically. So, uh, really useful app. Uh, again, thumb keyboard, and uh, I urge you to check it out. I urge you. Um, can, I make one, one can I make one addendum to my app, really yeah, quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, you know, we were talking about how many times it uploads. There is a option for Wi-Fi only. Uh -huh. Your Wi-Fi only, um, you could have that sync. Uh, I check that, so I guess I'm only syncing when I'm on Wi-Fi. Oh, you so don't we, use your data. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's, hey, and that's going to save a lot of people, I would exactly. imagine. And then you, there's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. Whatever. What are you going to say? All right, so I'm, I'm thumbing this here because my personal email is Oh, <laughs> I will get off the screen so you don't have to do that anymore. In fact, why don't we, uh, why, don't, why don't you meet me over at camera one, okay. and we'll talk a little bit. <laughs> About the folks at TrimTonic.com. Mm -hmm. Or as uh, Eileen likes to say, mm, delicious. Mm, mm, delicious. It tastes like punch. <laughs> Trim Tonic is a natural appetite suppressant tonic that takes the edge off of being hungry. Uh, what makes Trim Tonic unique is that it uses no stimulants to get this effect, no caffeine, no hooja. Instead, it has eight active ingredients, some of which have clinical studies showing their ability to curb appetite and reduce body fat. The three main ingredients are, let's see if I can do this, Acranthus aspera, Irvingia gabonensis. Wow. And those are seed extracts, both of which are tropical plants uh, used in India and Africa for curbing appetites. And the third is cocoa leaf extract. Be sure to visit mm. www.braintonic.com. That's braintonic with a Q. Dot com. Uh, for more information, enter coupon code TWIT for a 20% discount. And uh, yeah, go go do that. Check it out. Yeah, I uh, ate a lot while I was on vacation, mm. so maybe I should be drinking some of this as um Natural appetite management supplement. I think you. I think you should. Because I was going to go on a diet, and I probably still will. But um, this will help, maybe. Do, we'll do both. At least for the rest I of the show. I'm going to do both. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we uh, get a little uh, get a little rage on and enter the arena. Enter. One lives. Android arena. Oh. Okay.
Uh, well, first Ooh. of all, I know. <laughs> Uh, first of all, let's check in on last week's poll. Uh, last week we talked games, and we uh, oh we had. Oh my god, a... I'm so disappointed in all of you guys. <laughs> oh my god, they, they fell for my retro. Oh my god, uh, my retro poll. Obviously, you guys aren't hardcore gamers out there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Duck Hunt uh, won at 52 percent, taking almost taking a little over half. What's a girl got to do to get you to vote for her app? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, side scroller action. I bet you all wouldn't vote for Plants vs Zombies. Okay, oh. I'm just bitter. Maybe, maybe, you, <laughs> maybe you you do Plant Plants vs Zombies next time we do a game. You'll probably win. Plants uh, probably. Game. Not if you threw Duck Hunt in there again, or <laughs> I'll find like Super Mario Brothers or something. Yeah, exactly. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. something super retro. You know, something really eight bit and awesome. See, I, I've got our audience pegged. Ooh. I know. Uh, no. Yeah, so Duck Hunt at 52%, Stellar Escape at 27%, and Glow Hockey at 21%. Uh, but they were all fantastic games, so, mm -hmm. you know, you should check them out. Get them all. Don't just get Duck Hunt. I mean, you've played that game a million times. Yours Play is some free, new games. right? Yours is free? Yes. Mine was the only paid. Oh. When you pay. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Oh, that, that very well could be. Ah, just trying to <laughs> very make well, you all feel bad. It is. I know it's not working. But, you know, I'm bitter that I lost again. Well, <laughs> uh, maybe you won't lose this time. I think I will, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, I do. I kind of <laughs> think you won't. Uh, My, I don't know about that. I don't know. I we'll see. I think yours is going to win again. I... Oh. I doubt that. No, I don't. I don't doubt it. I'm not saying that I don't like my app. I actually really do like my app, and I use it a lot. Uh, but I also like your app a lot too. Oh, thanks. So. Uh, well, I'll just uh, go ahead and get started with mine. And I am going. So, so basically, this week we're talking RSS readers. And if you, you know, ha if you've looked on the market, there's a number of them out there. Um, but there are a few that kind of rise to the top. And really, the the ultimate goal I'd say in this category is making it easy to manage and monitor you know, the numerous RSS feeds that you want to subscribe to to keep up on your news and stuff. Um, and I just went with the basic uh, Google Reader app. Um, so let's uh, go ahead and put up the market link there. Uh, it's a free app install. Obviously, all Google apps, I think, are for the most part. Um, but it, it essentially ties right into your Google Reader account. So if you've used Google Reader online, you're in luck. It's all there and synced up this, from the moment you install the app. So there's the app on the phone. Um, you can kind of see right off, uh, you know, you've got your start items up there. If you, if you actually use that, I actually use that quite a bit for this show as I read articles and I see something that I really like, I'll star it. And then when I'm at a desktop, I can kind of pull those and drop those into the lineup. Um, you can get a combination of every single item, but I mean, man, I, I'm subscribed to over a hundred feeds. Uh, so that would be a lot of noise <laughs> intermixed mm -hmm. with what I actually want to take a look at. Uh, your stuff, you can create notes in Google Reader, um, which I don't really understand exactly the difference between that and starring something, except the fact that with, with creating a note, it's easier to share it with others. So sometimes I do that as well from certain apps that I'm using on the phone. It's just easier for me to do that, and it won't allow me to star things. Um, if you are, are in, 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 into the, uh, the buzz 
uh, world, the Google Buzz world. Um, I think that's where people you follow, although I'm pretty sure I'm not following 594 people. Whoa. I don't know how that is so high. Uh, and I don't use Buzz anyway, so I don't really use that feature. But you'll see down below here all of my different uh, subscription categories, audio production, Android, friends, funny, whatever, um, games. Uh, so I'll go hop into the Android uh, topic here. It's a little blown out, so sorry about that. But these are all the different feeds that I can uh, basically scan through. The number you see on the right is essentially the number of unread messages. Obviously, I don't keep very uh, on top of setting everything red when I'm done reading through it. I just kind of open it up. And luckily, when you open it up, it takes you to the very most recent things at the top. So I kind of don't feel like I need to uh, do that. Um, but I'll click through to Android and me, and it'll kind of show me uh, some of the new uh, articles within the feed, and you can kind of go through there and find something you haven't read. You can start on the left-hand side if, you, if it's something that you like and you want to hold for later, or you can click through to it and uh, you know take a look a little bit more at, at the details that are within that, that, uh, that particular news item. Uh, you can also navigate uh, through uh, these news items within the feed down at the bottom. A nifty feature that I found a couple of days ago, actually, and I don't know why I never did this before. You see all these little RSS icons on the side. This is just such a silly little um, add additional thing, but this use favicons or fave icons, whatever that is. <laughs> I've heard both. Uh, if you click that, eventually these will all update with the fave icons for each individual site. It's not immediately uh, updating right now, but eventually it ends up looking pretty cool. Um, there's really not a whole lot of frills or gimmicks with the Google Reader app. It is exactly what, what you expect out of it. It's just basically the web experience, but put onto your portal phone. Um, I also actually just checked it out on the tablet. So hold hmm. with me one second here and I will go ahead and show you that. And, you know, for the tablet, they really didn't go much further than what you saw on the phone. I don't even know if this is necessarily tablet optimized. Come on, focus there. Um, it's just basically the same thing, but on a bigger screen. Um, so there isn't a whole lot new to see there. And hopefully, you know, maybe someday they'll come out with a, uh, a revised version of this for the tablet. Because when you take a look at a lot of the other RSS readers out there um, for tablets, I mean, they're doing a lot of really cool uh, UI splashes and stuff that this Google Reader app kind of doesn't have. But no frills, no gimmicks, just uh, gives you access to your Google Reader account online. So check it out. That's the Google Reader app in the Android market. Simple and effective. Boom. That's right. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot to be said for that. And Google does that very well. So, yeah, yeah. it's hard to argue the, the Google Reader app. That's Agreed. That's but, why but I, I think bet Eileen will. I will. I'm going to stand up for my app. I think you should. Uh, it is called Pulse, and uh, it is also free in the uh, Android Marketplace. And I will uh, launch it right there. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, well, there. That's fine. There we go. That's the Pulse. <laughs> uh, okay, so here it is, and uh, I use Pulse, um, not like I use Google Reader. Google Reader is more comprehensive. I like to use Pulse as sort of like a quick hit, you know, sort of. Uh, what are the top news of the day? I actually really use it for this show. And so I've built, um, you know, various feeds here. You can see how, how, how gorgeous it looks, the UI. And you can kind of swipe to the left or to the right. Oh, and let me read about, uh, let's see here, HTC Salsa and Cha-Cha. So that's what it looks like when you open up an article. Uh, pretty fast, gorgeous. And you have options for Facebook, Twitter, or sharing you know, in numerous ways, as you see here. 
Um, it's free. And then you can add tons and tons of um, feeds on this. Now, you probably don't want to because it's, it's quite a bit, um, but you can add, uh, let me show you here. I actually have, for those of you watching this show, so here's some featured feeds here. If you go into the Browse tab, there's a whole Android section. So that's pretty cool. Kind of highlights some of the most popular Android blogs. Um, you can also port your Google Reader. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's you know a lot of feeds, at least for me. So I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm kind of using it specifically for various feeds like, um, uh, oops, like uh, the Android uh, feeds that I keep tabs with most uh, and some food. Uh, blogs, but I just like the d UI. I like the design, and um, you know, this is one of those apps that has been ported or was created uh, iOS first, and it's here, and it looks gorgeous, uh, and it works pretty much the same. Let me show you the widget really quick. Um, uh, you can now with the widget, you can only pick one um, uh, feed per widget, but it, you know, it's well, it's not quite. Let's see, if I tap here. Oh, it's not moving. There you go. It's a little wonky there. I don't really use the widget so much, but just wanted to show you guys what it looks like. And it's also optimized for the tablet. So yeah, um, yeah. You actually, have I have there. it right here. Um, I mean, look at that. Yeah, it's a I mean, great way to read a feed. I love the thumbnails. That's cool. Um, and it, the way it just just you have more landscape here, so um, you can just kind of choose to read it via text like that, or actually go to the website. Um, I mean, this is a good, you know, sort of promise of tablet apps or Absolutely. apps or apps in general in the Android uh, marketplace. You can make pretty apps um, that are functional and organizational and, you know, you can make it work for you. So um, I, I just I really love this. It's on my homepage on my um, on my phone and uh, also uh, also um, on my tablet as well. So Pulse it is, Pulse Reader. Um, I don't know. Maybe I like pretty things. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but I it's, know. Not, it's still pretty. I think it's still pretty and functional at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say it's not pretty to just to be pretty. It's right. very functional in, in the way that it presents things to you. And it's very enticing because instead yeah. of just seeing plain text like you do see in the Google yeah. Reader, there isn't a whole lot of visual splash there. Mm -hmm. uh, you actually get a little bit of uh, context around it based on the image that it decides to pull into it. And uh, it's pretty important, yeah, too, for mm -hmm. um, various feeds to have photos, because look at this one, the forums, you know, I mean, it, you know, whatever. It's just, just, I mean, there's just a big difference looking at thumbnails versus yeah. looking kind of at text here. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, and you can, you can also do all of your typical sharing from that app and, and everything as well. So, yeah. Cool. So, well, that's Pulse. And and I think there's certain there's a ton of validity to wanting something that's pretty and wanting a good interface, and that's actually you know leads into my pick, which mm -hmm. is um, uh, an app called Feedly, which I first uh, became aware of Feedly not on the Android platform, but actually from their Chrome uh, the Chrome application that's in the Chrome store for the Google okay. Chrome browser. I didn't know uh, that. <clears throat> yeah, and that and that was billed as uh, the, their self -descri description of it was transform Google Reader into a personalized magazine. Mm. And when oh, I right. saw that, I instantly installed it because, like, over on the iPad, my favorite RSS reader is Flipboard because it turns my RSS feeds into a magazine, mm -hmm. which is which is what I love to do and how I love to interact with it. So when I heard that Feedly uh, uh, came out with Android apps, 
jumped all over it, and actually they have it optimized both for the tablet as well as the phone. So I installed it on both and checked it out, and it's interesting. It's um, uh, I, I give it I, I'm, I'm giving it a positive review. I, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Um, it's not as glitzy or as pretty as Pulse. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they could they could turn up a couple of a couple of, a couple of clicks on the design dial. I think. Um, it's very clean. I don't know if you can see this or, or you you got it there. Excellent, great. Oh yeah, oh, no. go, go back to your shot. Okay. Go back to your shot. So what you've got is you've got you know you see you you it pulls in an image from each story. So you see that big square image, and then on the left you can uh, navigate through your uh, various feeds that are there, and it basically you know standard kind of swipe left and right kind of movement. You click on a story and it will load it up and, and take it full screen. Um, it brings it up in kind of like a little mini browser. And then up in the upper right-hand corner, you've got a bunch of different actions that you can do. You can choose to like it in Google Reader, which if you use the Google Reader social functions, um, oh, okay. will spread to your to your followers. Um, that's the other thing I quickly glossed over. Pulse had it. Uh, Feedly has it. Google Reader has become the de facto solution for housing RSS feeds. I, I don't know anybody who doesn't use it. So any RSS reader I'm looking for, I'm looking for one that has Google Reader integration because without that, what's the point? Mm -hmm. um, but from the article, you can also you can uh, bookmark it. You can tweet it out. You can send out a link. You can email to your friends. It's really kind of social in that regard. Um, what I find interesting about Feedly is that it comes preloaded like Pulse with a bunch of suggested feeds that they kind of they deem as essentials. So if you go, if you go back to the home to the home screen and then in the upper left hand corner go to the menu, and you'll get that whole list there, and you should see a list of essentials. And they've got essential tech, essential design, essential Apple, essential Android, um, all these various different categories. So what I think is really interesting, back in the day when RSS kind of came out, you would get this arcane kind of developer-styled reader where you needed to load in all your RSS feeds. For this, the novice can stumble upon Feedly and get a bunch of great news sources right out of the gate and not need to load anything. Um, which is really makes it you know similar to Pulse in that it's easy to interact with, easy to work with. Now, um, the interesting thing about it over on the phone, and what's interesting is that it, your phone is looking different than mine. For whatever reason, I can't get mine to not be um, to be portrait mode, not landscape mode. Oh, um, and it's interesting that you have it there, which is really kind of which makes me think I'm doing something wrong. Or I'm just an idiot. So it's not working at all when it's in. Yeah, every time oh, I load up, every time I load up Feedly, um, if you if you want to cut to my camera, hmm. I get uh, that, which is. Um, oh. See, it's, yeah, you see, it's and it's, I can scroll, and I can see the article, but if I um, I get this gray box down at the bottom. Oh, and, that's just a yeah. bug there. I think. Yeah, I think it's a bug, and, and at least in, so I'm gonna try reinstalling it to see if it works, but. Um, uh, it, it's the same kind of interface, whether it's on the tablet or the phone. And I like that consistency in that if a moving device is, it's working the same way, the buttons are in the same place, all that sort of thing. Um, the widget, uh, it's got a widget that can go on the homepage. It shows you the latest article. Um, so mm -hmm. it's a little more flexible, I think, than the Pulse one. Um, uh, but it only shows you one article at a time, so you can't really scroll through articles on the widget. Uh, but all, yeah, I, I, I mean... Feedly is a neat little uh, application. I don't know if it's totally doing the magazine as RSS reader on the phone and tablet yet. I think, it, like I said, I think it's going a little more simpler in the design. Um, yeah, there's the widget right there. Yeah. It, I think they there's can go a little. Not a lot you can do with it. You just. Yeah, you just click on it and it goes to the to the article. Um, I mean, it's clean. It's simple. It's effective to use. It integrates the Google Reader really well. Um, but I, I would like a little more bells and whistles along the interface, you know, um, similar to like a Flipboard or even Pulse. Um, but it, it's it's a nice little app. And now that I've got it on my 
browser, my tablet, and my phone, I've got consistency across all three places where I might be consuming news. Mm -hmm. So it's worth checking out. Yeah, I think the one thing Feedly wins where you can actually star an item or a thumbs yep. up. You know, you I don't yeah. I don't see that on Pulse. Um, and you can you can email you can email it to people. And what's great in the settings is a whole bunch of you can load in your own Bitly account so you can control your URL yeah. shortener. It uh, it's got Instapaper um, integration yeah. as right. well as uh, mm -hmm. uh, Read Me Later I think is there as well. Um, as well as all sorts of settings about um, when you want to email somebody, who do you BCC, what, how do you set it up? Like it's all these really interesting kind of settings that I never really thought of. Um, you can of course change it from a light uh, a light display to a dark display. Mm -hmm. You can increase the text size. Um, yeah, they've really thought of a lot of things. Yeah, so well, it's this cool. is a, this is a pretty new app on Android yeah. as well. Yeah. So if you have some uh, you know kind of criticisms about it. It's very possible that sometime in the near future they'll be addressing at least some of that stuff. Yeah, it keeps yeah. logging me out of um, every time I relaunch it uh, after oh, maybe it's a day. I have to relog yeah. in, but it's a very you just hit the button and then it gives you you know your email. Yeah. Do you want to log in with this account or this account or this right. account? It's really easy, but it's just yeah, kind of like, I, why do you log me out? I was playing with it a little bit this afternoon just to kind of get familiar with it. And, uh, you know, on the tablet and on the phone, both both devices, I just had weird little issues here and there where actually very similar to what you were showing, uh, Ron, on yeah. the tablet, where I could tell that they were rolling in some sort of like, uh, I don't know if it was an ad or a sponsored page or something like that, mm. but it just overtook uh, you know, it gave you the ad and then the rest of the page was kind of gray like that. So I don't know if I, maybe that was the issue. I have noticed integrated ad spots in the yeah. content. So as you're scrolling through content, there'll be an ad block and, and they haven't sold those ads yet. So it's like, this will be yeah, an right. ad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, so, so it's kind of weird like that. You're um, reading one, it, so it's obviously effective. Yeah. One, one thing on the tablet was that I couldn't get it to orient uh, portrait on the tablet. It just stayed landscape as well. And so, you know how when you've got the tablet, you're trying to get it to kick into the yeah. right mode? Yeah. It, it just wouldn't kick in at all. And I was looking in the preferences to see if there's a way to lock, you know, yeah. lock it into portrait or lock it into landscape. Didn't see that. So maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe somebody's using Feedly knows, knows how to switch those modes. Um, but, you know, but all in all, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a, a neat app with a lot of, it's free. And it's got a lot of preloaded content in there already. So if you're new to RSS, it's worth uh, checking out. Nice. And with the, with the link to Google Reader, all my stuff is right there and it just works out of the gate. So Awesome. Yeah, cool. All the, all the apps actually that we talked about today are free. So, well, yeah. at least in the uh, in the arena. So, uh, so awesome. Well, those are three great apps. They all kind of bring a little bit different uh, mm -hmm. things to the table. Uh, so you should definitely check into those and find one. I'm sure one of those three will probably be something that will uh, be right up your alley. So you can vote on these and let us know what you think and uh, see if Eileen actually does win this Do time. Do I win this week? I, I think you. I think you're looking good this week. We'll uh, you know, you if, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play the sympathy vote, I don't know if that's legit. You know, to be like, uh, oh, well, for me. Well, I'm just saying, everybody who doesn't use Google Reader, who? Well, the, well, y who yes. doesn't use that? Everybody uses Google it's Reader, like the but these apps other. use Google Reader too. It's the default other. True. No, no, but if you want more than just Google Reader, you go use Feedly. Yeah. So there you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> so you see what I did that? See how I did that? So poll.cm slash 1724. Poll.cm slash 1724 to vote for your favorite. And let us know what you think. Which was your favorite of the three RSS readers that we talked about today? So, uh, yeah. You know, let us know. Do it. Um, so that uh, that 
that's it for apps. We actually want to start kind of letting you know ahead of time what we're going to be doing next week. Next week, I think, because we all have tablets, we don't want to we don't want to totally overtake our app sections with tablets because we right. realize that more way more of you have phones than have tablets. But we thought it would be a good time to kind of highlight uh, a week's worth of tablet optimized apps. So it's kind of like a grab bag, but it has to be optimized for uh, for yeah. honeycomb tablets. So uh, we'll do that next week. If you have any suggestions or things that you'd like us to cover, feel free and email us in and. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, consider those because uh, you might know of something that we don't. Um, so that's that. Let's move on to feedback, which, yeah, we don't have a drop for feedback, do we? Oh, I don't think <laughs> we do. I thought oh, we did we should email. Make one. No, you know what? We had a, we had a sound effect yeah. from Joshua <laughs> Caleb. Yeah. Um, hmm, but it doesn't have any graphics. Uh, that's squishy right. graphic thing. We'll have to work on that. <laughs> uh, but we'll start off with a voicemail. This is from Hetton, I believe is his name, oh, from okay. Iowa. And uh, this is a question about the Samsung Mesmerize and some issues Hetton is having. Hey, all about Android Show. My name's Hetton from Des Moines, Iowa. I've got a question on the U.S. cellular Samsung Mesmerize. Uh, would switching from the stock OS, rooting the phone, help with the problem some of us are experiencing where we can't get calls or the phone just completely flips out and we end up like I am on my third one in about a month. Uh, if you guys could address this, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. That doesn't sound like fun. Um, That's yeah. I, I I guess the sh the short answer is it depends on if it's a hardware or a software issue. Yeah. If it's a or hardware could, issue, then probably not software. Yes. Or ne or network issue. If it's a problem with U.S. Cellular's coverage and the phone can't hold a call because yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the, co mm -hmm. the coverage isn't strong enough, there's nothing you can other than getting a. a do they still sell those little antenna stickers? Those boosters? <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, no, uh, I, I have I no know. idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you need Those to isolate work? the problem. If you're on your third phone, yeah. um, the chances of you having three faulty phones in a row is pretty slim, unless the phones are crap. And, yeah. you, and this isn't a crap phone, it's a Samsung phone. Um, it might be a bigger problem than that. So. Yeah, I mean, I do know, I do know that rooting and you know installing an alternative uh, OS on top of you know with your root uh, can address these problems because they're they're basically completely different system builds essentially, and there may there might be some sort of a conflict in your current system build that Samsung has has given you by default on that phone that you know some some other uh, ROM wouldn't have. So it's very possible actually that some sort of a rooted ROM uh, OS would fix that don't know for sure and uh, do it on your own terms <laughs> but, right, it uh, might void your phone if you want to return it yeah. um yeah i had to look up the mesmerize but uh yeah it's really it's really hard say to it's say carrier issue you know i almost want to say that but I, we we don't really know um but uh I, I would you know if i were you i probably would try rooting it i would try it i would try every single thing if this is your third phone can't yeah and I mean, yeah. the thing about rooting is you can always factory reset it yes. uh, to eliminate the root, actually, so that when, you know, if you had to take it in again and that, that didn't work and you have to take it again and again, you factory reset it, you can take it in and there, if you do it right, they're going to notice that you ever rooted anything. So there is a way backwards. Um, 
moving on to emails. This uh, first one is from David Bates, who says, hello, Android crew. I'm familiar, fairly new uh, to the Android world. For the most part, I love the Android experience, but when are they going to get the battery life as good as the phones themselves? Mm -hmm. Coming from a BlackBerry, the Android is extremely disappointing in this area. We really are un unable to enjoy too many of the great Android experiences when we're away from the outlet for most of the day. Do you see any better batteries coming? Uh, love the show. And I wanted to read this because, you know, almost immediately after I read this, uh, another email from Chuck came in. And it's a pretty long email, so I'm going to summarize it. But essentially, Chuck uh, has, has always enjoyed a uh, full 12 hours of battery life at the minimum on his Droid Incredible. Uh, until about a month ago when it was fully depleted, he was finding in about six hours. And so he kind of suspected, he knew that it was capable of doing more, but he suspected that there was some sort of an app at fault. But he has like over 150 apps installed on his phone. My which is, kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of apps, <laughs> but I'm sure tons of people are in the same position. Oh, yes. Uh, so it'd be very difficult to find which one by just looking at a list of 150. So he factory reset and installed one new app per day. This guy's got some like regimented routine going wow. on here. I give him credit for that. Um, one per day to give him time to kind of monitor the performance and to find the culprit. Well, after many days of enjoying the 12 hours of battery life again, after, you know, doing the whole re reinstall, the factory reset, uh, he finally noticed a significant change. And that was upon loading an app called SoundHound, which I've never used. <gasps> Eileen, you said... You I have, have that, and maybe I should delete it because I have issues with battery life on my phone, too. Who knows? Sorry, SoundHound. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, who knows if it's even SoundHound? I didn't want to read this necessarily to call SoundHound out specifically, but basically he left that app off, and eventually, uh, you know, he loaded the rest. He's still enjoying uh, 12 hours plus battery life as a result with 30% left at the end of the day. And I really wanted to read this because... You know, the, the, the automatic uh, assumption is that the poor battery life, you know, rests on the hands of the device right. maker or it's just a, you know, a low capacity battery. And that I'm not saying that that isn't the case in some, you know, some situations, but oftentimes there are apps that, you know, are battery hogs or there are apps that don't manage their battery usage well, or you have an app installed that is really aggressive with how often it's hitting, uh, you know, the network to try and update things and it's doing it every five minutes or every one minute or whatever. So it's not always the hardware fault and you never know. You might have something installed uh, that's pulling from, uh, you know, pulling from your battery in, in a way that maybe it shouldn't. So SoundHound is like Shazam. SoundHound is, is basically sh another version of Shazam. So you, you know, tap. Mm -hmm. We've got music playing okay. and whatever, but I, I never see that on my background. You know, what could it be I'm doing to drain the battery that much? That's the thing. I mean, like, that, yeah. And I, I wonder if it's if it's that app in addition to like, because the thing is, it's such it's such a house of cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you have multiple apps, the way they interact with one another and the way they use the resources, I wonder if he did that again. If he if he installed SoundHound first. And then went from right. there, whether you see the same results or not. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's yeah. that's exactly why I say I'm not doing this to call it SoundHound. Right. It's very right, possible yeah. that it wasn't that. But in his situation, it, it was. was. And who yeah. knows? You know, I, I don't know SoundHound, but maybe there was some sort of a setting that he had in there that was a little bit different. There's uh, not many settings no. in this thing. But it's just <laughs> hold it up and well, I mean, identify here the, the song here right the, now. Here are the settings here. I'll show you. Um, in preferences, you've got location. So maybe location. Uh, I mean, this is it. Yeah. So I, 
don't yeah, know. And then knows. that's the app. And then, Very well, uh, could industry. could not have been Soundhound. Who knows? But it can, um, but it can also be. It can be any. I mean, it's any combination. Like you said, it's yeah. any combination of how you right. have Wi-Fi on or not, Bluetooth on or not, mm-hmm. uh, GPS on or not, syncing on or not. I mean, like uh, the the key thing for battery life. Uh, what I tell any like first time Android user is install that widget with the pa- with the power maintenance. Like, yeah, the, the power widget on the top. You know, like, yep. I got there on the top. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because because the thing is like this weekend I was out I, I was away from a power outlet I was out in a you know in a music festival in Kentucky and I, first thing I did was turn off GPS turn off syncing brought my brightness all the way down and that got me at least a couple more hours of battery life mm-hmm. so I mean it's a balance of so many different things it's a juggling act really so absolutely yeah. all right well so there you go a uh, great experiment though um, yeah totally. you know the one app a day thing. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I know when you're talking about 150 days, right? <laughs> yeah. that's a lot that's of time. Year, right? Yeah, yeah no like... kidding, no kidding. But it worked for him, so uh, bravo. Uh, cool. And then, one of you want to take the last email? Eileen. Oh, okay. <laughs> one of you, aka Eileen, want to take the last email? I thought Ron, you were going to jump in. Hey guys, uh, this is from Go. Wanted to write back to thank you guys for following up on the information I forwarded you a couple weeks back. Uh, our uh, episode six regarding Gameloft's Android unfriendly DRM policy. Thankfully, thanks to everyone that was involved in getting the word out, Gameloft has done an about face and will now allow users to re-download titles purchased from their web store. Yay. You can see all the pertinent details, including letters from Gameloft regarding their DRM policy change at this link. And again, thanks for your help. You've done the Android community a service. Thanks, I don't know if we can take credit for it. I, know. I, mean, no, I, think, no, I think other no. people have complained, like yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah. hey, this is in one episode, we've seen AT&T do an about face on sideloading. Yes. We, right, we've Game seen GameLoft do an about face on, on, on redownloading. Right? Now We're we just got to get the movies. <laughs> yeah. One app at a time. Exactly. Maybe, maybe that should be our. Uh, ooh, the screen's all messed up. <laughs> Oh, I've never seen that one before. All right, well, changing the world one app at a time. That'll be our new subhead. Um, (laughs) All right, well, I think that is, uh, that's probably it. Hey, Ron, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Cool. People can find me. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash ronxo, or you can find me out on the web at ifanboy.com, which is a website all dedicated to comics, or graphically.com, which is an app for reading comics. Right on. Awesome. And Eileen, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at EileenTV. Fantastic. And you can find me on Twitter as well. I am Raygun01. And thank you so much uh, for tuning in to All About Android this week. Don't forget, you can email us at aaa at twit.tv. You can uh, leave us a voicemail at uh, 347-SHOW-AAA. You can follow us on Twitter at Android Show. Find our show notes. Uh, we have show notes for every episode, twit.tv slash AAA. And catch us live every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific at live.twit.tv. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. And we'll see you guys next week on another episode of All About Android.